Hi, I'm Gerds Hundle, acclaimed health journalist, turned motivational speaker and transformational coach. This show is for anyone who wants to lead a happier, healthier and inspired life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can become a soul warrior. Hello and welcome to Get Inspired with Gerd's podcast. Now today I have a beautiful guest with me who is the perfect example of self-transformation. This person, what she has done is just absolutely amazing. I love her work, I love what she's done. She personally suffered from chronic illnesses and transformed her own health around. Her name is Carol Egan and she's helping people to fiercely commit to their health and success. She is a digestive health and detox specialist and helps the clients through her programs such as More Than a Detox, 10 Years Younger in 6 Weeks and The You Best Health Project. And she's helping people to take back their health and create more zest in their lives. Carol, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my show and thank you for joining me. Oh, Gerds, I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much. Oh, bless you. Well, I just loved reading your story online and I was just like, we have so much in common and I just thought it would be a really good idea if you could let the listeners know what your story was like before you became a digestive health and detox specialist. You know, Gerds, I got very sick, Hmm. but... The thing that I like to say about my journey that's unlike, there's some very popular names out in the world that they healed themselves of cancer. So everybody thinks, wow, they're so impressed with that. Like, but virtually I don't have cancer, so I don't have to even think about such a thing. Mm. So it lets them off the hook. Well, I'm here to say no. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't get off the hook because the symptoms that I was suffering with were what I call more commonplace problems that people are dealing with on an everyday basis. Actually, to the point of one out of every, and I know you're not in America, but you know I don't think the statistics are going to be that different, that one out of every two Americans suffers with a chronic disease. Mm. We're all living this modern lifestyle right now. And so we're all being impacted. And the way I was being impacted was started off with things like chronic urinary tract infections, Mm. chronic yeast infections. Um, I started getting anxiety. I had constipation. Gosh, the list goes on and on. Mm. But they were just the way it landed in the world that I was living in is everybody took medication for these kinds of things. So so why would I challenge it, right? Absolutely. Well, well, I started breaking out with a cystic acne on my face. So, of course, now that's starting to hit on the vanity factor. I was in my early 20s, and I was, I was it was the time of life, Gerds, that, you know, my fun, sassy self, I was losing that. I was exhausted. So the thing is, is I started, of course, going to this doctor because my general practitioner is now sending me to all kinds of specialists. And all that, all that everybody was doing, GERDs, was giving me medications. 
And I was taking them, no problem. That's what you do. Well, the problem started hitting harder with the cystic acne because, again, it's hitting me on a vanity level. And I started getting chronic and acute anxiety. Oh, wow. And so now that's changing my whole spirit. Like, I'm, I'm crying. I'm emotional. I'm, in, I'm feeling um, off. Like, something's really wrong with me. But feeling badly about me. And so <clears throat> I went to the pharmacist because the endocrinologist recommended I take CNX three times a day. I couldn't stand on my feet with one of these pills. Wow. So I went to the pharmacist and I said, you know, yes, I have anxiety, but I can't afford to physically take this. I can't stand on my feet. I can't work with this medication in me. So, and for anybody who doesn't know, Xanax is simply like an anti-anxiety type of medication. So the pharmacist said, I agree. Look at the size of you. I'm a petite woman. She, she called the doctor's office. She spoke to the receptionist. Then the receptionist got the nurse to the phone. And then the nurse got the doctor to the phone. And I'm standing there, you know, hearing all of this happening. And... She passed the phone over to me and said, the doctor wants to talk to you. And I'm thinking, oh, great. He'll understand. And he chastised me and he said, very harshly, I thought you said you believed in me. I thought you said you trusted me. I said, doctor, I do. I said, but I can't stand on my feet. He said, look, if you don't take the medication the way I prescribed, do you know what will happen? Oh. I said, no. I said, no, I don't. He said, well, it will lead to panic attacks. And you do know what comes then. And I said, I have no idea. And now, of course, you have to imagine. I'm a young woman standing there full of anxiety. And he says, it leads to suicide. <gasps> no. So, Gertz, I, I don't. Wow. It's almost like I had an out-of-body experience that I knew I had to do something to save myself. Because nobody was hearing me. Mm. Nobody was hearing that my hearing me say my body is breaking down and I'm starting to, to die this slow death. Mm. It was almost like uh, you had a wake a wake up experience, like you had um, an awakening. I had an oh, I had a. It was very and and I love that you fra framed it like that because there are. Of course, there are other teachers out in the world that have had an awakening moment, and they're so inspiring to inspiring to us. And that indeed was it, because there was nobody in my world who so now who did things the way I did. Because what I did then was I made a very executive decision, even though it was unformed. It was a very clear moment, decided moment, that I said, I've got to find somebody who can help me. Now, at this point, Gertz, I was seeing a, an esthetician, mm -hmm. and, she used, and she used to tell me things. Fortunately, she was a, a kind of a natural healing type of, uh, and so she would tell me the certain places on my face where I was breaking out. Mm. What, and what it was indicative of. 
what was happening in my body. And it was all digestive. Yeah. Of course. See, I'm a lo- in, in, in my work, I am what I call, uh, well, it, even in, in my personal life, I'm a common denominator kind of girl. Look for the look for the thing that can make the most difference. Don't I don't have enough time to spend on this or that. What is going to get me the most get me the most results with the most efficiency? Hmm. And it's digest it was digestive health. That's where I was breaking out. Yes, it did start happening in other places on my face, but I asked her and I got a name for a naturopath. And so I started seeing this naturopath. And I discovered that I indeed not only had a very acute problem going on in my digestive system, but it became polysystemic and was affecting all of my tissues and, 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 and organs and glands. But the thing that I learned along the way, Gers, is of course it would. What makes us think that we can have a digestive problem? And it not be affecting every other tissue. We are an interconnected being. Mm. Everything, the blood flows through the body. The lymph flows through the body. The nervous system is through every part of our body. Mm. And of course, if the digestive system, right outside the digestive system is the immune system. Right outside the immune system is the enteric nervous system. Mm. We're producing hormones and neurotransmitters in this primary area of our our body that we're getting the most contact with the outside world Mm. what would make us think that it would not affect us well GERDs it affected me also on a cognitive level Mm. I went went back to school I had I'm going to say this newly awakening time Mm. of natural health I went through a really bad breakup and I went, fortunately, my mode of operandi is when I'm heartbroken, I go find something to immerse myself in rather than like, rather than read like um, fiction, fantasy stories, I go into the whole personal development world. And so I decided I was going to go back to college. Hmm. I'd never gone to college. I had, I was a young single mother. Wow. And so I took this one class, Gerds, and I had two study partners. I had went to, you know, several different study groups. I met with the professor whenever she was willing to meet with me because I was reaching out for all this help because it wasn't working. My brain couldn't focus, concentrate, or remember a thing of what I was doing. And at the end of the semester, she called me to her office and she showed me that she would give me a C minus because she knew how hard I was working, but that I'd only produced enough. My brain wouldn't work. So now not only was I losing my sass and my fun spirit of life, not only was I looking 20 years older and beat up and, and a wreck, like a train wreck with all this acne and digestive problems, but yeah. in my healing journey, I really started taking this on full throttle now. Once I learned and I got some ideas of what to do, mm. I started I started working on healing my body. So now I finish this one class and one thing leads to another. I get a full scholarship at the first college for women in the United States. Wow. 
and I graduated cum laude with honors. So obviously the healing started to, to make an impact in my life mm. because my brain was now working enough that I could graduate with that high level of accolade. Who cares about the accolade? It's the evidence of the healing that happened. I went on and got my master's degree and graduated magna cum laude with honors. And but with both of these, I wrote year-long um, theses to graduate with honors. I wrote intense projects. So it's not just what to heal the body, to bring vibrancy and vitality and energy and mental clarity and emotional balance to bring that all back in. It's not just what we eat. Mm. It's, it's also what we take. It's also what we take out. Absolutely. I agree with you so much in what you're saying. I've just, as you were saying it, it took me back in a, t a time when I was at uh, university as well. And um, prior before that as well, I suffered with IBS for several years when I was really young and I was put on medication as well, like yourself. And it made me worse. It made me constipated. It made me tired. And when I made that decision to come off it and just and change my diet around, that's when I started to see a difference. And when I, like you said, the emotional intelligence side, when I started to calm that down as well and feel more happier and energized, all the pains and the issues started to disappear. Well, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, the IB, the leaky gut and the IBS were the biggest diagnoses that for some reason I left out. That was the the driving force behind it. And so you are so right where we have a shared experience with this. And so for the listeners, there's a saying that lives out in the world and it goes like this. We are what we eat. And I say, no, we are not just what we eat. We are what we digest. We are what we assimilate, absorb and eliminate. Elimination. <laughs> Gerds is something that everybody's stepping over. It's um, the elimination is the, the, the key thing. And, and let me give you an analogy that might be um, in the fun and playful world, um, too much information. What is it, TMI, too much information, but it'll really make the point. Mm. And that is, let's say you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and you keep putting scraps of fruits and vegetables and food in your wastebasket. And when you're done, you take that bag and you tie it up and you put it out on the deck, your back deck off of the kitchen. And it's 98.7 degrees outside. And you forget about that bag. You forgot to throw that bag away. The bag's just sitting there hmm. and sitting there and sitting there. What's going to happen inside that bag is, is, the, is the question that all of us need to be asking. That's the question that we need to be asking on a regular basis in our lives because we're eating food-like substances that the body does not recognize. And so it's not only unable to get nutrition from something that offers no nutrition, it's also unable to remove it because it doesn't recognize it. And so with that stuff sitting there, mm. it's going to start to rot, of course. And if something, if, if old waste matter starts to rot, then we know what starts growing on that rot. And that is yeast, mold, fungus, and pathogen. Hmm. And that is the root of disease. 
it's, it's interesting as you're saying that because it got me thinking there's something that I, I remember saying a few years back and it's if it's not natural it's not good for you whereas a lot of us what we're doing is well a lot of people without realizing is that we don't trust the traditional side of natural fruits and plants but we trust the takeouts and everything else as the good food which is really bizarre it's <laughs> it's it's actually mind-boggling because we live in this world called fast food nation in immediate gratification that that is um, real distinctions of the modern lifestyle and yet we're totally like off track of like the easiest fast foods are fruits and vegetables just pick up an apple and eat it pick up a cucumber and bite into it what's what's so weird about that yeah and I find it really odd because our bodies are natural so if we're not giving it natural fruits it's bound to get sick like you said it's bound to we're gonna have all these funguses and other infections and stuff because it, we're not feeding our body what it is naturally designed to be and what it's supposed well, to be well and then you know absolutely and see and then the problem you know just continues to escalate because now the digestive wall is of course it's not just sitting there like a um, innocuous kind of, you know it's, it's not just sitting there doing nothing it's responding to all of this mm. it with inflammation with excess mucus production with a breakdown of the digestive wall and now all of these toxins yeast mold fungus pathogen and and um, even noxious gases that that food that that food that's just sitting there there's noxious gas growing. Did you ever happen to see somebody with like a really big head? It almost seems like an odd, oddly too big of a head. <laughs> that's, that's, that's noxious gas raising up through the body. No way. That's carbon <sighs> monoxide growing up. It, it, it's you hear you know there's people that have just all this noxious gas. Mm. No, I mean yeah. Sometimes there's foods that can be gassy. Primarily with the statistics of chronic disease and the the increase and rise of autoimmunity and even issues of depression mm. and mood imbalance, it's all happening because of the breakdown of that digestive wall. Do you know what? You're so right. When I was at university, I used to eat a lot of junk and I would see my mood swings fluctuate up and down like a yo-yo. And it's a few years ago when I was like, right, I need to become healthy. I became a vegetarian. You know, it's, guys, some like, you know, you're listening out there. Some of it, it will work for you to be a veggie. Some it won't. But I just found that when I actually became a vegetarian, started to eat healthily, my mood swings started to become balanced. And I've never had those low moments anymore like I used to have before. Well, see, the cool, you just raised such an awesome point. This is awesome. So <laughs> I'm going to write a blog post <laughs> because this is, just, this is just one that's like gnawing at me. It's got to be written, and that is, who cares if you're a vegan or a vegetarian? Because there, I know vegans and vegetarians that are eating processed food all day long. <laughs> and then, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. there's there's some people that are, like, waving this banner of, I'm vegan, I'm vegetarian, but they're unhealthy. Yeah. And, 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 you, and sometimes these very strongly positioned people are harder to reach. I say to your listeners, keep, the, the, uh, the goal is this, to, if you have symptoms, that means your body is telling your body, 
that means your body is telling you it is imbalanced. Mm. And the goal is to eat foods that will heal and that do not require a lot of digestive fire because the, because the digestive wall is probably already taxed from all of these other problems going on, mm. resultant of a diet high on processed foods and low nutrient foods. So the goal, again, to repeat is to eat foods that are healing, to reduce the amount of effort the digestive system has to expend to work so hard to, you know, process that food because it might not even be capable. You're capable to do it at this point. Your body could be so reactive. It's not capable of digesting hard to digest foods, which is why you would want to remove animal product. You have to do it forever. No, but for a healing interim could probably be the smartest thing you could do. It's always about what is your goal? What do you most want out of life and why? And when you start rooting back to that, those choices become easy. Say no to something that you once thought you were addicted to and loved. And let me say, addiction does mean imbalance. Addiction to food is imbalance. Allergies, simple addiction to food, cravings, and allergies are imbalanced. Those are some of the early signs of imbalance. And going unchecked is when you're going to start seeing more symptoms. Wow. That's interesting about the allergy thing, because I, I believe that you can even self-heal allergies. Like I, I self-healed myself from lemon. I had a lemon issue years ago. And I, I because the doctor made out and lots of people said, you know, if you have lemons again, you're going to get allergic reaction. And so I, when I would try it then, I would get reactions because it was like I would hear those voices. And when I, sounds really odd, when I forgave the lemon and the situation, suddenly I can now drink and have lemons. It's the, it's the weirdest thing ever. Well, you know, some, some people um, are in that conversation. That's not a conversation I'm in so much, but I, it's not that I don't believe it. But what I will say is this. You are simultaneously in the conversation of healing your digestive system. And so when you, when we, it sounds to me like that's because you said you've, you've healed your body. If you go to a doctor and say, can you please do allergy testing? I'm having really acute problems with my digestive tract. I'm going to tell you this. You're going to talk test positively and falsely to all sorts of things <laughs> because your digestive system is off. Mm. Your immune system is in reaction mode. Foods are passing through the digestive wall. Of course, you're going to have some positive and negative um, responses to that testing. If you have allergies, I used to have acute allergies. You know, the, the, the way you, you know, I don't know what the names of the medications are in the UK. But, you know, these cold remedies that are counter antihistamine types of things. Yeah. yeah. I lived on those. Mm. I don't have any of that any longer. Wow. Nothing. I mean, there was a time that my breasts, and I'm, again, my, I, 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 just to make your, your listeners laugh, I mean, you know, I'm like one of those that maybe doesn't necessarily even need a bra. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm not, I'm not your um, very voluptuous, full-figured full woman. But my breasts were always filled with cysts. I could mm. never do an exam because it freaked me out. I went for a mammogram one time and they found eight cysts. <gasps> wow. I don't have any cysts any longer. Wow. Not a one. Wow. 
So my dear, you know, you're now a digestive health and detox specialist. So how are you helping people to live a healthier life? So I, you know, I work with clients in a variety of different ways. I have, you know, a group program. I have um, one-on-one coaching programs. I do, you know, corporate talks or group group presentations, you know, workshops. Uh, that's how I work with clients. Okay, and can you tell us more about your detox program? So the, the, my detox is a group program that I've held online every season for about three years now. And it's pretty extraordinary. I have somebody that I have somebody that did my detox that's well, somebody. My gosh, I have several, but the kinds of results that came out of simply the detox is no more high cholesterol medication, no more high wow. blood pressure medication, um, reduced insulin, reduced, um, put autoimmune disease in remission. Yes, they may, and some of those clients may have done some additional work with me, but that's the foundation of my work is the detox. The detox is the foundation of my work, and that is, it's, Twofold, well, it's manyfold, but the but the nutrition piece is um, rooted in the elimination diet and something that I call a tissue cleansing diet because the elimination factor is paramount. The the group program, people sign on, they register, they get very concept, comprehensive materials like. Um, a, a detox guide to tell to talk more about what a detox is and why we do it. It has. I at this point I've been doing it for so long that I've got a, so much bonus kinds of stuff that goes with it, like meal planners and uh, of course recipe guides and specialized things about alkalizing the body and um, the effects of grains on poor digestive, you know, poorly um, functioning digestive system, you know, really um, two, you know, two armfuls of guides that they get. But, and then of course I do send a a daily email to offer more education around what we're doing and new information that um, participants, participants might not be aware of. And then of course the gold happens in the group. I host a, offer a, two weeks of support, group support on Facebook. And that's where the magic happens though, because let's say you have a question, Gertz, and somebody else doesn't even know to ask that question. Well, just by me, you asking that question and me answering that question, that person heard something and now they might have a different question to ask because of that question and answer. It's, you know, of course, the more active participants are, the more highly charged the learning is. Some groups are a little more quiet because they might be full with a lot of newcomers, but those people generally come back and are way more participatory because now they're not as overwhelmed. But it's, it's really an awesome experience. I have to say that I've loved offering it because it's a springboard into a whole new world of thinking. What's the kind of the best testimonial that you've had? I'm going to say the, the um, I put autoimmune disease in remission. Wow. Can't beat that. 
Wow. Because see, so what what would be important to note for for me, for the listeners to know why that is important to me? It's not that she put on immune disease in remission. I really don't care. It's like when I had all those symptoms when I was young. It wasn't the symptoms that were the problem for me. Going to the doctor wasn't the problem for me. Mm. It was who I thought I was becoming. I mean, mm. I, th I, I thought I was stupid. My brain wouldn't work. I thought I was ugly. I thought I was emotionally imbalanced. And once I healed that, my whole life changed. Mm. So it's not the score of she put autoimmune disease in remission. It's what becomes possible because she put autoimmune disease in remission. Wow. It's kind of almost like when you listen to somebody else's opinion, it's that we stop to listen to our intuition. Absolutely. You know, there is, gosh, that's 10 more shows, right? <laughs> when, you know, learn and, and but what, where I'm going to spin on that is sometimes we can become so imbalanced and I'm going to say, if you have chronic symptoms, you are, that you don't even know how to trust your intuition anymore. Mm, true. And so starting to put the fire out, quelling all of that inflammation in the body is the first magic ticket to, you know, a level of transformation that you can't even imagine possible just yet. It's almost like your intuition is your is your guide to what's going on in your life and it's trying to protect you or it's trying to help you understand you and when you shut that down everything else shuts down absolutely yeah. if you can't hear what your body is saying to you but i do believe but in it it's, it could be because there's just so much struggle going on within your body that it's happening in your brain mm. you just don't know you might not be able to hear, and you might hear it, but you don't have enough of inner fortitude and inner strength to to defy all of that turmoil, that inner turmoil. Like you might hear, you you just ate eight cookies, Carol. <laughs> I, I think that I think that you've had enough, but you can't stop yourself. You mm -hmm. might know that you shouldn't eat anymore, but you can't stop yourself. That happened to me. I mean, I was a young girl, and I can remember sitting at the kitchen table, waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and wow. there was, you know what I mean when I say a sleeve of cookies? <laughs> Chips Ahoy. <laughs> wow. I'd wow. plod through them all, and I would eat, sit there and, like, be comatose, mm. and I would eat one after another. But see, all, you know all that yeast, mold, and fungus we talked about earlier? Yeah. It loves sugar. Mm. Thrives on sugar. Craig Thompson, the president of Sloan Kettering Hospital, said the single most important thing he can do to reduce his risk of getting cancer is to remove all refined sugar from his diet. Mm. There are endless amounts of tests out in the world with rats putting out a bowl of sugar water, heroin, heroin water, and coconut, um, cocaine water, and the rats... 100% of the time, go to the sugar. Wow. Sugar's wow. a demon, and it took me to my knees. Yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. When I was about 13 years old, because my parents owned a shop when I was really young, um, we sold it later down, but we, I picked up those sugary habits, and <laughs> <laughs> when I was in school, I used to eat oh, horrendous foods. Like, I wouldn't even actually have a proper lunch. I'd eat sh sweets and chocolates ice cream sundaes, you name it, everything. 
And when I decided, I remember it was about 14, I decided I wanted to come off sugar. And it was probably the hardest thing I could do. My body started to shake. I looked like I was an addict. And I remember yeah. <laughs> and I remember my teacher coming up to me saying, is everything okay? Because my legs were shaking. I was like, yeah, everything's fine. And she was giving me that funny look as, a, have you taken something? I was like, no, I'm just coming off sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, so, yeah. I just yeah. remember with the sugar thing, it was it was awful. And I remember like just seeing myself change in the process and the way mm -hmm. I, my body was addicted and I had to always have chocolates in my bags to, like you said, like eating a packet of cookies to myself to then actually saying, actually, I only just fancy half a cookie today and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So let me say one thing about that. If you know you're addicted to sugar, it's like any other addiction. If you eat a lot, little, your body's going to want a lot. Until you heal your body. I'm not telling you that you can't ever have sugar again. I'm telling you that if it is an addiction for you, you might want to take it out for a healing interim. Because addiction is addiction is addiction. Mm. And you can get natural sugar in... You know, again, now depending on how how addicted you are, you're going to want to keep on even keep an eye on even very sweet fruits. If you have a sugar addiction, I always recommend any kind of berry. They're the first choice. The second, and I might say the second and next best best choice, because it's so portable and easy to have in your desk, in your handbag, in your car, is a green apple. Green apples are the lowest in sugar. Hmm. And then from there, the other fruits are lemon, limes, and grapefruits. Those are all low in sugar. What about oranges? Are they too sweet? Well, they are too sweet, but not too sweet for somebody who's healthy. But most of us are not. Right. I see what you mean. And right. does that does that mean like, you know, right now it's like satsuma tangerine time and um, clementine time that I don't eat them? Of course I do. Satsuma tangerines are... My absolute favorites. <laughs> so now that I'm talking about them, I'll probably go get a few today. <laughs> but because I was a sugar junkie, really addicted to sugar, and it really hurt me, I keep a very close eye on how much sugar I eat. Because even if I have corn tortilla chips, mm. I want sugar then. Because see, breads process like sugar in our body. Breads and crackers and chips, they're all processed. There's no nutritional value. My dear, we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quickly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my, I have two questions left for you. Um, the first one is, what are you most grateful for in your life? Per this call. Oh. But, oh per, the, per this telephone call and interview. But, but per my life is, and I, and I pray for the gratefulness for this all the time. I'm grateful for hearing the call to really heal and to listen to my body and to heal my body. It's changed my whole life. I love that. Oh, I, I could feel I could feel that. Wow, wow, my dear. And my last question is: What do you? What are your five top tips for someone who is currently lacking energy at the moment? What can they do? So my first tip would be hydrate, fatigue. Fatigue, that might sound silly and simple, but it's not. My first 
recommendation is hydration because the first sign of um, fatigue can be like the first signs of low energy. Another, of course, is exercise. It's going to bring more oxygen into the body. Another tip is, of course, optimize the nutrient density that you're taking in every day to really start increasing. And my first recommendation is greens, leafy greens. And so with that, I'm going to say there's three things you could do under the nutrient density that would be really helpful. And that is green juice. Green juice, why green juice and not a green smoothie? I'm going to say you're going to, if you wanted to optimize your nutrient intake every day to up-level your energy, green juice is always my first recommendation because it requires no digestive energy. So if you know, you know, you could be in trouble, this is almost like an IV running right to your cells to, to bring live vital energy that your body needs to your cells. You're not risking not getting it because maybe your digestive processes are not working. Maybe you're not digesting properly, so you're not absorbing and assimilating properly. So the green juice is my first recommendation for that. Plus, it's it's energizing. It's going to give you glowing skin. It's it's magic. It's just it's delicious. And if you're not used to it, you'll get used to it. And so what I would say with the green juice is if you don't have a juicer and you're not sure about that, then find a local juice bar and start with one or two days a week mm. and then up it to three or four days a week. And if you know that you're hooked now, you want to keep juicing every day, buy a juicer. My first recommendation is a Breville Juice Fountain Plus, and it's a, a, an affordable juicer. Yes, there are some that are way better and more expensive but this one is the most efficient most efficient the second recommendation is a green smoothie green smoothie gives you the opportunity to get a lot more live vital nutrition into your body every day and you can make it in a delicious way i mean you can make a smoothie with strawberries and spinach and almond butter or avocados and almond milk and if you want to pinch tiny bit sweeter I recommend using stevia but that way you're getting way more leafy greens into your body every day do note with the smoothies you want to chew them because the first action of digestion happens in the mouth when you chew your food that's where you activate amylase which is in the saliva which begins to break the food down so smoothies chew on them and then the third recommendation for the green leafy greens is to include a meal-sized green salad every day. If you do those three things every day with more hydration and exercise, and let me say, sleep. Add, add really put your, your sleep, you know, seven to nine hours every night in check. And I'm telling you, within seven days, you'll absolutely feel benefit. I'm going, I would love to give your listeners one more quick tip, even though I know we're running beyond time. And that is a fun little treat for that meal-sized salad you want to have every day. Let's say you're going to an Italian restaurant or a Mexican restaurant or any restaurant with your friends. Ask the, ask the waiter if you can have a side dish of fresh salsa, 
or fresh marinara mm. and put that on the salad, you won't believe it. You're sat, you'll be, you'll feel satisfied that you're not eating pasta, but that you're getting the sauce, but with the greens, I'm telling you, it's a, an addiction of mine <laughs> on the salad. I will put avocados and olives and mm. hemp seeds with the marinara and in all kinds of vegetables with the leafy greens. And it's super satisfying and delicious. Mm, that sounds so yummy. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Mate, you have something, um, another program, isn't it, that's coming out that talks about this? Well, well, I have recently, be, I've recently released a new program that I am so excited about and I'm getting great reviews on it. It's a little bit different than the detox because this is just one-on-one. So it's not my full-blown one-on-one coaching program, but it's a little taster, a little experience of what it's like to work with me and get one-on-one attention to specifically go where you need to go. It's a little harder to do that in the group. I can't give as personalized attention in the group because it would be irresponsible. I don't know exactly what somebody's dealing with. Of course, they learn ginormous things. Again, I said somebody put autoimmune disease in remission, but with this, we have a 90-minute kickoff call, and we identify four things that you can do over the course of the next two weeks, which I promise and give one-on-one email support for two weeks after the call, and then we have a wrap-up call so you know what to do after the call. But it's very point specific to the person that I'm working with. Amazing. And where can they find out um, your details? Uh, they go to www.carol-egan.com. So it's C A R O L, the little hyphen, E G A N.com. Perfect. My dear, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the show. And just thank you for sharing your story. I'm really inspired by everything that you said. Oh, I am so good. I'm so happy that we did have this, this conversation. Thank you. Oh, bless you. Well, you take care and I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, Gertz. Thank you. What a great interview with Carol. Guys, do check out her website, which is www.carol-egan.com. Unfortunately, it is the end of the show. Don't forget, you can find me on Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds. You can find me on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram, where I bring you lots of inspirational and motivational quotes and tips about life. And also, if any of you guys are looking for any advice or tips, check out my website, which is www.getinspiredwithgerds.com. Now, this week, I want to leave you with this quote. Gut health is the key to overall health. Take care, guys, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.